Thanks for listening to the Adam and Dr. Drew Show on Podcast One. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Oh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Hi, this is Ben Dominich, the host of the Federalist Radio Hour. We're a daily show coming to you five days a week from Washington, D.C., where we interview our nation's top journalists, politicians, authors, chefs, economists, entertainers, and more. If you're looking for a contrarian discussion on news, politics, or culture, give us a listen and subscribe at podcastone.com, the new Podcast One app, or at Apple Podcasts. Recorded live at Corolla One Studios with Adam Corolla and board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist, Dr. Drew Pinsky. You're listening to The Adam and Dr. Drew Show. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get on mandate. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. We love that about you. Right, Drew? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. How'd, uh, what'd you do over the break? Uh, not a heck of a lot. Went to Laguna for a little while, and that's about it. Just uh, kids are in town, so they just hung out. I saw. I followed your. <laughs> I followed your travel log in Hawaii. Yeah, I'm not, but that was probably Lynette. Yeah, it was not yours. Yeah, I don't know how to. You were you stuff. were featured in it. Let's just say I was featured in it. Yeah, we had a we had a good time. I realize I, I'm sort of not cut out for travels. My 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 wiring is bad for travel because I realized it's like a condensed version. So normally I have the things that bug me yeah. or sort of get under my skin or irk me or whatever me, yeah. which I don't. Um, and then at home, I figured out ways to remedy them yeah. or I simply might steer clear. You don't have all that. Them. The and the travel is like almost everything is just a new opportunity. It, you know, it starts with us. At LAX, they had, like, um, pre-check line of literally nobody in it. Yeah. Just, just nobody in it. Yeah. And then another line, which is, you know, comically huge. Yeah. And I, I'm pre-check. Kids aren't. Is that right? I appreciate what you're trying to do, which yeah. is get jump to the end of the story and fuck it up. Sorry. For the listeners. It's an awesome pony Instinct. you've been riding yeah. for 20-something well, years. stop now. Uh Unfortunately, you're wrong. Oh. I wish it was the other way around. I wish it, if that had happened and then we'd just be done with the story right now and we could move on to calls. Uh. But no, it wasn't the kids. It was the opposite, which is the kids were let through and then I was told I was in pre-check. What? Right. Wait, I'm confused by this. Well, when you... You have pre-check. I do have pre-check, but when you check in, Matt Fondelier does all my checking in. Uh-oh. And when you... Not this time. Oh. This was Lynette. But the point is, is when it's pre-check, you have to tell them you're pre-check. It has to be on the ticket. It has to be on the ticket, yeah. which I assume would just automatically come oh, on the no. ticket if you're uh, pre-check. But no, we're, no. we're not pre-check. No. We did not do that part. No. So we had to get out of literally standing there with the heavyset Hispanic woman who loves saying no with an empty, just an empty conveyor belt and both kids on the other side just going, can you just let us walk across this? Ugh. And she's like, no. Get in that line. It's a huge oh. line. And I'm saying, I am pre-check. I am pre-check. I've signed up for this yeah, thing. I paid the money. I've done all this stuff. And she's matter. going, no. 
No. If it's not on the ticket, it does not happen. I've been down this road many, many times. Right. But here's here's the point. It's not on the ticket. It should be on the ticket yeah. because you should be no, in the pool of yeah. pre-check people. But which it's not. It's not. Yeah. You can even show me a global access card. And they're like, yeah, well, it's not on the ticket. Then when we're when we're leaving, of course, now all my, my, all my obsession is turned to, hey, <sighs> when we're checking out <laughs> this hotel, oh. we're getting online. We're going. We're getting pre-checked Uh-oh. now. We're getting pre-checked. Uh oh. We're getting pre-checked. Uh oh. Sign up for that pre-check. I'm not going to get burned like I did at LAX. Uh. Um. So Lynette pre-checks us online. Uh oh. It checks us online, and then I go. Uh, we got in with the pre-check, right? Oh, okay. Like we have the pre-check, right? Uh. No, they're they're closed from oh. from two to eight. Uh oh. They're open in the morning till two. That's why? And then they're closed at 2 p.m. And uh, who's they? The pre-check or whatever it is in the security TSA Hawaii. Is she, Maui. Is she doing this on the on her phone? Or She's she online. You, you, you're screwed. You're done. You're done. <laughs> of course you're I'm done. done. Of course I'm done. <laughs> so I was like, all right. Then we smash cut to the. We're at the airport for a 3:45 flight. Yeah. There's the pre-check yeah, woman, yeah. and I come up and I go, no. Uh, oh, no, no, no. "Are you guys? We're pre-check. Yeah, what's got to be? You got to ch- sign up yeah. for it." There is a way to is, is, it, is it on your ticket? But here's the whole thing. Now I'm standing there, and of course I'm looking at Lynette going, I, I thought they were closed. That's what that's what it said online. And then the per- of course the person has to stand there as if she's some sort of sprite, some 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 Oracle. some elf some from Oracle, Oracle from yeah. the future has <laughs> right. come down to make right. me miserable. Right. She has to just stand there and go, uh, we're wide open. I don't know what you're talking about. And I have to do the the first one. The first non-pre-check kind of caught us off guard. I'm surprised it didn't hit your spidey sense. Like, why would the pre-check be closed from 2 to 8? That doesn't make sense. Of course. (laughs) I I say that about everything all the time. Like, why would it be closed? But then it's Maui. It's a small Uh, airport. And who the hell knows? I'm not even making – no, I'm not making excuses. I'm justifying information I'm trying to take information and make some sense of it. Yeah, yeah I get it. Like, it's, it's well, the it's whole a, reason. It's it's why the Twin Towers are gone. That's right. Because we couldn't do, well, who would fly into yeah, a plane? Yeah. These people have kids. They wouldn't know. They're, they're going to burn up, too. They're yeah. going to be the first ones to hit the tower. No yeah. one would do Now, that's right. I was, remember, ironic, yeah, tying to airport security. But, of course, I said, why is it closed to two? Yeah. You know, why would it? And then I thought, oh, Hawaiian, Hawaiian time, little airport. And yeah. also... I'm not calling Lynette a liar. She's online. Yeah. She's trying to set us up for pre-check, and it says closed for whatever, which is all fine, except for the part where you show up and they're just standing there. And see, for me, once we missed it at LAX three times a day for the whole vacation, I think we said, we got to get on to that pre-check this time, this time, this time. (laughs) Now, it being closed (laughs) is absolutely fine. It's just me showing up at the airport and the woman going... Oh, yeah. no. Why right. would you think that? Which is, it can go no other way. The good news is the regular line didn't have any line. Yeah, yeah. Well, the good news is that you get through it, and then you get to sit outside there in that bin Yeah, in Maui. It's awesome. The other, yeah, it's super humid. The other thing, kind of stuff I think about is I realize our hotel room, with all the kids and the bottles of water they give you, and when you're in Hawaii, they have all these plastic cups down at the reception and all the water bottles and all that they make the water with the pineapple in it and everything like yeah. that our, our 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 bedroom became like a recycling center oh yeah because everything and also at the uh, end of the night every night you're bringing everyone's bringing their drinks their champagne or whatever and their plastic cups are walking around with it to come back in the room stacking up there is no recycling 
in room in hotel rooms. Oh, no recycling. Interesting. And I thought there's such a volume of bottles coming. Think about Gary's nodding. Think about your average like hotel stay. Like for me, I got the water bottles up there. Sometimes I'll have the little airplane traveler bottles. You have the soda and beverage bottles. You're getting stuff from the mini bar, whatever. You end up with bottles up there. Not not to mention all just the sunscreen that you're out of and all the cosmetics and stuff. There is a lot. Bags. Times bags. Big plastic bags yeah. at the gifts you bought. You got the hat at the gift store and they yeah. gave you the big bag. Times, you know, 55 rooms, times a million resorts, times everywhere, times I've never seen a recycling bucket at a hotel. It's one of my very many, are we into this or aren't we into it? Because it's nonstop recycling talk. You turn on the TV, it's like Maui. Yeah, I see a commercial for a car wash. We use reclaimed water. We're solar powered. We're, you know, it's an eco this and environmental that. Never seen a recycling bucket. In a hotel that I would happily, like so many people come back, so many people buy a six-pack of Heineken or something for the room, and over the course of a few days, we'll polish those off. They all go into the garbage. There is no other choice. Why not? Well, why not have recycling? They give you the big speech with the with the dolphin and the washing of the towels and everything. How about all the multiple bottles that are in the room? Never. It's never happened. Never seen it. Have you ever seen it? No, but I'm going to predict, like many of your clairvoyant predictions, that, that something will come around. I've got a friend in the hotel business. I'm going to ask him. I can tell you this. I Most people, if 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 Bald Brian was sitting next to us and he gets paid a, a, pretty, takes a pretty good paycheck to disagree with me constantly over <laughs> everything, he would probably say, because I was sitting around, laying around in bed thinking about it. Why no recycling? I don't like it. I I take all these water bottles and plastic cups and beer cans and stuff, and I just shove them right into the trash can. It feels weird to me from an an L.A. guy who recycles everything. I thought, what is the problem psychologically? What is the problem? And then I thought, it feels like you're living in your kitchen. Like there's trash lying around. Like there's trash lying around, but it's still the same trash. It's just in a different colored bin, and it's still at the foot of your bed. It doesn't seem as elegant, right? Right. It just doesn't seem. It's a perceptual thing only. But But, at the same time, you can't sleep at night because you're worrying about it. We had, but we had a bunch of kids on this trip, right? If they, and, and they're all staying in the hotel room, obviously. They would then grow up in a world that had these yeah. and would think nothing of it five years from now yeah. or That's whenever. Right. They wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't. So hotels should do this. And, and, and it would translate into millions of metric tons every year. Hey, how about every you're the year. hotel? You can recycle that stuff. You probably could reclaim some of it. Get a right. fee for it. Right. Find myself thinking about these things, mm-hmm. Drew. So I should be relaxing on the beach. It's not your thing. <laughs> I had a good time. I just I kept thinking, like, why isn't Prechek? Why you go through all this trouble? Why aren't Why aren't you just in the system? Why is it when your name comes up, it's just like an assist? You're in you it. Need in to, it. You need to make a commitment to your medicine when you're on a trip. Mm. Talking about booze. Mm-hmm. I think. You, oh I think no, no, I drank a ton. <laughs> okay, good. I drank a ton. Hallelujah. Yeah. All right. So uh, it's fun. We had a good time. Kids had a good time. But. And the things like all sort of like for the kids. But again, for me, it's like I'm also very like, you know, 
wear the coupons for the free drinks by the uh, Aloha deck, and it's always like, huh? I don't know where he put those. Like, they're somewhere. Maybe we throw them out. I'm like, what? Uh, free drinks. You know, it's like, yeah. I can't get out of that mode of like, oh, what, what, you say the, the ground lands. Can you, mm-hmm. you know how crazy that pool is and how huge that place is? Isn't it crazy? Yeah. It was funny. So, a couple funny, couple funny things. The last day, I took a big long walk with Sonny. We took a big lap around the the whole compound yeah we went no but we went around five compounds and came back and everything everything's great and uh he was explaining to me about his um fantasy basketball league that he started and blah 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 started with some other kids that were on the trip and i said uh what uh what are the stakes what are we talking about putting people putting up money everyone putting Hmm. up 10 bucks like what what are we talking about he goes no no we're doing it uh we're doing it all no money and I said, why no money? And he said, gambling's illegal in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't sit in Archie's son, cousin, cousin Sal's son, Archie, couldn't sit in his hotel room and have a fantasy basketball draft with Archie and his sister because it was illegal to put pony up five bucks. It's nice. In his mind. It's kind of nice, right? I like that. I like he's got a, a moral compass. I don't even know how he knows. I don't even know if gambling's illegal in Hawaii. I'm, I'm not but sure he, just, he knows. He just assumed. He's probably it's a good bet. He doesn't probably like so. it, and he doesn't want to. And I said, what do you think could happen? And he's like, oh, you never know. <laughs> and we could get into trouble. I don't need any trouble on this trip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So uh, we had a good time. That was, uh, that was fun. We went out Howie Mandel's catamaran. Oh, that's nice. That was awesome. <laughs> he's a great guy. Yeah. We don't uh, – people don't talk enough about – how great a guy Howie Mandel is. He really is. I totally agree with you. I, I remember back, remember we used to do his talk show years ago? Remember that daytime talk show for five minutes? Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to him backstage then. He was sort of on the sort of road back from something. I don't know, just you know, getting going again. And uh, I just thought, God, what a what a nice guy. Even that, And he was sort of in the throes of his OCD stuff back then, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, just could not be more personable. Yeah, we love him. Yeah. All right. Calls? Delanca? Let's see. Line three. Delanca. Ace man. Drew, get it on. Hey, man. Ooh. How's it going? 30. Yeah. Rolling up foil. Okay. It's got very foil sounding. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? So, Adam, you always uh, complain about how the entire world is incompetent and uh, it's getting more and more incompetent just everywhere you look, just every avenue of life. Um, I don't know if you've heard about a guy named Lawrence Peter. Uh, he's a guy who, in, I think, 1969, 1970, wrote an entire book called The Peter Principle, which describes this phenomenon accurately. Uh, do, do you know about this? Well, I mean, The Peter Principle has become sort of a uh, punchline almost because it's, so, it's an axiom that, you know, it, it's really more about people rising to incompetency. Mm-hmm. You know, right. It, it, yeah, it basically says, like, in any given hierarchy, in which is society, essentially, like any... Everything you're describing is basically a hierarchy. Every hierarchy, everyone rises to their level of incompetence. It's just the way it's systematically built for it. So it's basically that on steroids. He really, I, I'm not sure he was talking about human existence in total. He was really talking about bureaucracies. And that certainly has been shown to be true. And yeah, he's, although, he's talking about like a, any hierarchy. Like it could be right. a private company. It could be, uh, I mean, private company less likely so, but... Yeah. Um, so, so for example, if you're like a, if you're a student, if you're a great student, and they realize that you're a great student, you get promoted to be an assistant teacher. There it and is. And if you're a great teacher, 
you get promoted to be, let's say, a principal or something. But the problem is we have data that you're great at being an assistant uh, teacher but not a principal. So even if you're incompetent at being a principal, you don't move up anymore even though uh, you're incompetent at that position. So, so it's it, kind of weird As thing. Gary has it, you can see it online, it's stated, is advancement is position. It, advancement in position is based on the candidate's performance in his or her previous roles rather than performance in the current role. So in other words, if you had success at a lower level, you're going to go to a higher level, and eventually you burn out or you whatever. You reach the ceiling of some type. But you stay there. You don't go back down. I it's have, harder to get people to go back down. I have really understood. I, I put Del, uh, Delanca on hold because his phone was a little bit nutty. Uh, I'm now just sort of breaking people into like two groups. <laughs> this has got to be good. What? Well, no, three groups. Okay. Three groups. All right. There's just sort of the wildly competent. It's a minority group. And those people you usually describe as people as having an engine. They have an engine, but they're also you'll you'll know them in your in your life. You'll know them in your life by the way what they elicit in you and what and and and, and how you speak to them. Yeah. You'll never you'll never say things like um You'll never have you'll never this sentence will never cross your lips. Uh the the uh did I'm, you sign I'm, up for that TSA thing again? Did you do the pre-check? <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, Did you sign I, up the pre-check, right? <laughs> you will not have those conversations. Um, you will never have the conversation where you go, we're going to – if we're going to make it out to uh, Tustin by, uh, by 10, we're going to have to be wheels up 9 a.m. But 9 a.m. means 9 a.m. Like that doesn't mean wake up at nine a.m. That means ready so, so, to leave. Okay. You won't have that conversation. Right. You'll never. Right. Although wildly competent people are so used to other people, they tend to say they tend to talk that way to everybody else. I never. Right? I listen. I have dinners twice a month with Kevin Hench. I just go six p.m. and if I say it to him on Monday six p.m. Friday, I don't talk to him again. Yeah. Like I don't check up on Wednesday and go, "Hey man, we still on for?" I just yeah. boom. It's like it's done. And they just dirt. If I get there at five fifty nine, he's not there. If I get there at six oh two, he's sitting at the table. Yeah. Like that's it. Yeah. I'll never. I never say anything twice. Yeah. I'll yeah. never say. But that means six. Yeah. Now don't you know? You got to. You know, well, by the way, where are you coming from, Studio City? There can be traffic. Like you don't. You're not getting to any of the, all that. You'll never hear. Write this down. You got to write that down. Like you'll never hear anyone tell that person write that down. I, can I? Can I? Give yes. a, do a little corollary to this. Mm-hmm. I, I I was listening to a podcast from some sort of economic theorist, and and he was giving a disquisition on the importance of luck and successful people. And goes, and he said essentially, like, well, they don't see it that way. They see it as their hard work. They see it. luck always plays a role, and luck is the much more of a role than they want to admit because they know how hard they worked, and they want you to know that's a hard work. And I started thinking, God, I wonder if that's true because the one thing I know about successful people is. They hit tons of adversity, bad luck. They just don't stop. And then I was watching a documentary on Thomas Edison. And that dude took it in the shorts a number of times mm-hmm. and just said, well, tomorrow we start. So he's gay? Yeah. That's the deal. That's what I'm saying. Took Little known facts. Took it up the shorts. I up said. the shorts. Yeah, so. so, oh, well. You, you know what I'm saying? I thought, well, course. wait a minute. The luck, luck, it, luck is a constant. It's good and bad. It affects everybody. And really successful people, what they do is they just – Move through it, 
And then they optimize the luck they get. They optimize it. But when there's bad luck, they go, all right, well, tomorrow, his, his whole laboratory burned down at one point. And he's just like, yeah, well, tomorrow I rebuild. Anyway, move forward. I love it. Can't get, can't wait. It's gonna, I, get to, I get a chance to rebuild everything. And he had a uh, iron ore in thing that just went bad. He had all these really serious failures and just went, all right, well, now I'm going to go out something else. Yeah. That, that's, and that's where luck luck is sort of a constant. You can't really say – you know what I mean? It's like I, to call luck the important factor and it's like, well, everybody has good and bad luck. Everybody. That's a constant. Well, there's a few things. If you cannot control it, then why are we spending time thinking about it? Which is to, it it's almost, like, it's it almost, like thinking about height. It almost doesn't even factor into somebody like Thomas Edison's thinking, right? It's just like, yeah, that's yeah. Of course, there are things that happen. That's living, and in the course of things that happening, we move on. Well, I've had this debate many times, and it's kind of usually, it's sort of uh, the way I think about these guys. It's the same way I think about guys when they're like, you know. A guy who's too well endowed, most women say they don't want that. Like there can be discomfort and chafing. It's really – it's not the size of the boat. It's about, okay, small dick. We get it. We get it. You have, you have a microphallus. We get it. We get it. You have a small dick because you're going that's on all, and that's on. That's all you hear. I have a small penis. They really enjoy penis. the oral pleasure. It's I have something a small penis. they look forward to. Penis. Yeah, that's all, I, that's all I hear. And then when I hear guys going on and on about luck, and I just hear loser. I just, I just hear loser. Now – there are guys, they're, they're kajillionaires, kajillionaires. For, look, uh, Mark Cuban will talk about luck. He doesn't mean it. He, re- he doesn't mean it. He's saying it because he doesn't want to be hated by poor people who feel like luck is a big factor. He'll, he'll, guys will say, you'll always hear the Mark Cubans of the world, you'll always hear the Elon Musk. You, you hear these guys. And they'll well, go you, like, you want them I'm to very that. fortunate. Well, I'm very humility. fortunate. That's I'm very, good. Everything. That's good. It, it, no, it's not good. It's good for them. Oh, it's good for them, yeah. I mean, I mean actually So it's having healthy. sex with 19-year-olds. That's good for them. It's not good for society. It's good for them. No, it's not helping anyone because what they're – see, Drew? Yeah, this is yeah, why I you're just, part I of the problem. I you're saying. I get it. They I mean, shouldn't be – touting the virtues of luck because it isn't good for the world it's good for them yeah it's now you've turned it into something and then you got the most successful guy in the world says he couldn't be here without luck so what do you want me to do i drive i drive for uber full time yeah no he shouldn't he should own it okay yes all right well speaking of go ahead finish up so um the group I have the wildly competent people. Yeah. The wildly competent people, you just tell them what to do. They do it. and Or not. Or the, whatever it is they do. Yeah. They're like, I, I know it. I know it from the trades. The guys that are just good, they have a great eye. They see margins very well. They mm-hmm. see it. If they see a grout line that goes from a quarter of an inch to an eighth of an inch over the course of six feet, it bothers them. Yeah. Like literally quarter inch on the left. Six feet to the right, it's down to an eighth. They're bumped. Yeah. And then there are guys who can have a foot, and they don't care. They just keep moving. Right. So those guys, the, the technical guys, guys, those guys make everything right. Yeah. They, they, they have one mode, and that's just perfection, okay. and, and that's it. Then there's the middle section. The middle section is the folks that didn't start off that way. Matt, the porcelain punisher, Fondelier, but because you're paying them and because they've been coached up and because they're interested in finding the light, they've 
picked up a lot of those habits and started to go that way. Can you way. tell the difference between those two camps if you're talking to somebody from each? The the perfectionist camp, the super skilled whatever perfectionist camp need no motivation and no conversation. You just tell them, do the tile in the bathroom, make it right, and then okay. you leave, okay. and everything comes out perfect. Okay, the middle you have to... The middle is like they will <laughs> adopt these tools and they will employ these tools, but you need they need a little do this okay. and then right. do that. And the bottom? And then the bottom half is just Ray, you know, or my dad, or just whoever. They're just like, there's no amount of conversation. There's no amount of, hey, listen, this is an opportunity here, yeah. and I'm, I don't want to tell you for a fifth time now. You need to really accept it. There's no amount. It's just, it just is. Does, it he just, ever, does it Ray ever is. listen to these podcasts? I don't know. D- and does your relationship with him on, on the house change over time? I got rid of him. Oh. Yeah. Who's, who's in with you now? Stromer. I did not know that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Part of my New Year's. Well, don't be sorry. I'm sorry I didn't know. I mean, I oh, okay. Part of my New Year's rezo is telling someone something for 17 times, but not an 18th. And, and what, what, what was it particularly the improv thing that was the – There's a general approach to life, the show, and yeah, something like the improv thing. Just done. Harsh, dude. Not harsh. Not harsh for me. Uh, harsh, but maybe effective. I doubt it. Uh, listen, here's the whole thing with everybody. Can everyone should be wired like me, which is my dad did a podcast for three years. It cost me a bunch of money. He never made a penny. Yeah. At a certain point, it was explained to me as we looked down our our list. At a certain point, we had to take a look at here's podcasts that make you money. Here's podcasts that break even. Here's podcasts that but lose there, but, you money. But you can be charitable too. I mean, I, yeah, I, you can I, be charitable. That was three years of costing me money. Right. That's the charity. Like, I, I looked I, at I, it. I explained to him. What we needed to do to try to right the ship to maybe, break maybe even. Maybe I'm a chump, but I, you like, are chump. I like keep my office operating because I like to practice, but also so my employees have a job, and I lose money doing that, but I feel like that's my charity. I'd rather have that charity than giving it to some big bureaucracy where I don't know where the money's going. But you know I'm I mean? not required to pay the state podcast money. No, you're not. I understand. So I told my dad, "Here's let's, uh, let's have a conversation about getting – Getting to even. And uh, explained it to him. And he never did it. And then I explained to him again. And then he said he doesn't ask for charity or whatever it was. And I explained to him again. And he didn't do it. And then at a certain point, I cut him. Now, people can go, oh, that's harsh. Well, I would go ahead and say it's harsh for him. He cost his son money for years. And then when his son came to him and said, how, it's, it's, how it's can we work this out? It's different. You did nothing. You know what's interesting? So It's wrong for him. It's wrong. It's harsh for you. Well, That's all. It's okay. a hard thing to do. I mean, you, know what, you know what else I know, Drew? Yeah. He doesn't want to do a podcast. Yeah. Does Ray want to do a podcast? No. Right. no but if you want to do something, I, I yeah. see, again, I know what people do when they want to do stuff. Yeah. They act like they want to do it. I get you. That's true. That's true. All right. Yeah. That, that, it, does, it. it does lessen the harshness. They don't know that they don't want to do it, oh. but they don't want to do it. Yeah. Because everyone uh, – I always just, just think about porn. <laughs> who – Okay. Who, does anyone say, <laughs> I'd like to see porn? How long's it been? Oh, 18 months. <laughs> I just haven't gotten around to it. You don't want to see porn. You want to see porn. You see porn every day. That's right. how guys work. You don't right. forget to see porn. You don't forget to eat brisket. Right. Like you don't forget the stuff 
Does that Gary ever forget to smoke a cigarette or have a have a have a shot of scotch at the end of the night? Like, do you just anyone, does anyone forget? You know, or not get around to? Here's not something. Here's something not to forget. ZipRecruiter. I'll tell you about ZipRecruiter. Don't forget ZipRecruiter. Don't forget them, man. New Year's resolutions. Hmm? How about for your business? How about making hiring more efficient and effective? ZipRecruiter. Post your job to 100 plus leading job boards with one click. They even review uh, every applicant to identify top candidates. Unlike other hiring sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on the right candidates to find you. It finds them. 80% of employers who post with ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. So you want to find the right employees, quite true. You want to find the right employees. You want to be professional. You want them to be professional. You go to ZipRecruiter. It's the smartest way to hire. And again, 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. It's ZipRecruiter. Drew. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by growing businesses of all sizes and industries to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. Right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. Yes, I said it, for free. All you got to do is go to ZipRecruiter.com slash ADS. That is ZipRecruiter.com slash ADS. One more time. It's too much to be believed, but you can do it for free by just going to ZipRecruiter.com slash ADS. All right. Um, Drew, what do you got to plug? I, I, I want to plug the next couple of shows this week that we're, you and I are doing on a- Adam and Drew because I got a, so many different topics I want to get into, none of which I got into today, like the – like the Time's Up campaign for the Hollywood women and the legalization of pot and New Year's resolutions generally. So keep listening this week. I got a lot of stuff I want to talk to you about. I've been like saving up. You can go to Chassis and see all the stuff we have available. Also, live basic cable commentary, Irvine, Cobra, January 25th. Me and Mike August up on stage. And then uh, March 15th, Oxnard Levity Live. I'll tell you what movie we'll do there soon. And just go to Ampro.com for all the stuff. Go to Dr.com for all my stuff. All, all his stuff. All our stuff. So until next time, Adam Crawford, Dr. Drew saying, Mahalo.